Welcome back, dude. We, this is an emergency podcast to discuss the ousting of Spider-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A tragedy has befallen us, folks. Um, not two weeks after discussing my issues with Sony's entire approach to, to Spider-Man's characters with, with David here, um, mostly centered around Venom and, and that, that Morbius movie, which, you know, who even knows with that? But uh, <laughs> uh, so Disney and Sony have, have decided to break ties and no longer share Spider-Man as a character. After a fruitful, I think, five, 2015 to 19, five, four, what's five, five to nine, four, four-year partnership with five movies, um, their partnership comes to an end mm. Mm, over, over money. The root of all evil, the thing. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Really, is this is this the money's the worst? Um, Spider-Man: Far From Home was the uh, highest-grossing Sony movie of all time, which gave Sony a little bit of bargaining power when their when their uh, their deal with with Disney was up. They were renegotiating. They're like, "Oh, well, bitch! I think we'll just hold on to this billion ourselves." And Disney was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You made a billion. We want a much bigger piece of the pie." very much a give or take and depending on which uh which source you've been reading um it's it, the ball's in either's court we don't really know whose court the ball is in right now because apparently disney wanted to up their uh because they originally were uh just uh sony was financing the spider-man movies the, so- the solo spider-man movies this is for the folks at home this guy knows this stuff mm-hmm. i'm bore you with, with some news you already know <laughs> um, i'm gonna catch the peeps up to speed though sure but uh spider-man um, his first appearance in the MCU, Captain America: Civil War, and the two Avengers movies are all uh, Marvel movies. You know, produced by Marvel, financed by Marvel, and they get all the profits from that. Marvel meaning Disney. Sony, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Spider-Man: Far From Home were Sony uh, produ- uh, Marvel Studios produced movies, but Sony owned. So Sony financed the, the production of those movies, and then they got the majority of the profits. Marvel only got a 5% stake in the first gross, which means as soon as the movie starts making a profit, they get 5% of that. Um, so Marvel upped their ante. They wanted, they wanted 50% of the, of the Sony Spider-Man movies, as well as uh, putting up 50% financing of it, of course, too. But they also wanted control over all the Marvel, uh, the Sony characters. They wanted to put Venom in the MCU, I've read. Um, now, also, you know, who really knows what, what is being thrown around? This is probably even scarier than we could imagine, <laughs> the type of thing that they're, they're thinking about. This is only what gets out, folks. Um, Marvel wanted control over all the Sony Spider-Man characters. S- Sony was... Uh, going to be allowed to make a t- Spider-Man TV shows with, with with the cooperation of Marvel and everything we'd have a nice cohesive happy together Marvel universe on cinema for the first time in ever ever mm-hmm. and you know what shit just doesn't didn't work out yeah it is unfortunate um I know that we we've talked a little bit about this, and I know that we have different points of view mm, about. Yes, this yeah. is also I should say this is why I wanted to have you on because you were you were a bit you had some beef with Spider Man being as a so tied into the MCU and having you know such a like a cameo filled story every time, which I understand. There's merits to that. I love Spider Man. Spider Man, hands down, is my favorite. Marvel character. I love mm. Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man got me through junior high. Yeah. He's, he's the only, like, you know, the DC heroes are, like, iconic. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Those are, like, universally known all over the place. And, uh, you know, regardless of how well the Marvel movies have done, it's always going to be probably those for, you know, the most iconic superheroes. Spider-Man's the one Marvel character that's right up there with it. That's not, like, a movie. Like, from the comics, has been, even so, has been so iconic and loved universally. Yeah, Spider-Man is definitely in my top five uh, superhero list. For me, with Spider-Man, especially since the first Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. Tobes. Yeah, that Spider-Man movie, those are my Spider-Man movies. The ones with uh, the, the, the first two are definitely my Spider-Man movies. Obviously, we can agree on Spider-Man 3 being, you know, hot garbage. Mm, and, and why it wasn't hot garbage? Because of uh, Venom. Venom and shoehorning in too many characters, too many characters, and and, and at the head of all that, Mr. Avi Arad, yeah, our good <laughs> friend of me, who you know, kudos to him. He his his early he produced the earliest Marvel movies and really got them you know in the public eye and the public consciousness. But uh, yeah, since he he did, he goes he goes wacky with Spider Man for some reason. He once um, suggested that when he was originally part of Marvel Studios when it first became you know when they were developing the original Iron Man movie and he was trying to get Tom Cruise to star in it, which you know cool idea. But then he was like, what if he turned into a toaster? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know uh, what he means by that. I think Kevin, Fe- Kevin Feige was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go back to Sony, bro. When I think of the symbiote Spider-Man, I think of... Oh, the symbiote, not the symbiote. Symbiote, yeah, symbiote. The symbiotes. That, I don't know. I forget that actress's name in that movie, but I thought she was so hot. I loved her in that movie. Which one? There, one the was one that Michelle was Michelle Williams. I think that might be her. But I remember the the one who has the glasses and she says Symbia or Oh uh, Jenny Jenny Slate. She is so go- I really loved her in Venom. I was having a really good time with that. She used to date Chris Evans. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Chris, you're like it's all connected, folks. <laughs> the Marvel universe is connected whether we like it or not. One way or another, right? <laughs> yeah. I Really love the sim- symbiote Spider-Man, how it's displayed in the animated series. Mm. To me, that is how you do the symbiote Spider-Man. So f- why I have a very strong dislike, and hate is a strong word, but I almost don't want to use that word because I yeah. still love I Sam Raimi. Osama bin Laden. Don't yeah. hate the Spider-Man <laughs> character. But I hated... I, this I can say. I hated how the symbiote Spider-Man was with Tobey Maguire when he's doing the disco moves. Because when I saw that, I was so infuriated. I was so upset. I was... There'll be a clip of that playing over this. As oh, I, yeah, yeah. The show, the show, the show. <sighs> something very, that I thought was really a fun thing to reference in the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. You know, with, uh, with them dancing. Um, <laughs> Uh, school sc- sc- closing the mic, by the way, or pull it up to you. There we go. Uh, Is this better? Learning, I'm learning uh, more, more better audio audio tricks. Thank you. Shout out to Jimmy Bazan for hitting me up and telling me. Cool. Telling me what's good. Um, so yeah, I think we can both agree that the Spider-Man Three was not the right way to tell tell that character. Like, that that's one of my favorite 
uh, character arcs is uh, Venom, and obviously it went down the tubes, and that's because the studio got hands-on involved. And Sam Raimi loves Spider-Man, but you could tell that he had an affinity with the old school characters, like from the 60s and the 70s, and he, he never got to the Venom storyline. Mm. So that's what that, that's how you could tell that the studio interfered. And even Sam Raimi said that I'm, I wasn't too familiar. I've listened to interviews where he said that. So I, that's my beef with Spider-Man 3. And then, of course, there's the amazing Spider-Man. But the whole... This whole like deal with uh, Marvel and Sony, it's 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 messed up because there are a lot of people like you who love the shared universe concept mm. and and I, I it's a really big bummer because when Disney bought Fox, everybody's thinking we're gonna see Fantastic Four, Spider Man, and X Men all together. Yes, sir. And that's that's the real bummer. That's the biggest loss about that. It's the Marvel Comics universe. It's be the, the first time I can accurately represent that. Yeah. So with the situation that is happening with Marvel and Sony, that's that's what sucks is you're not going to be able to see that. Everybody really wanted to see those characters together, but then you also have to ask would we ever have seen those characters together with Iron Man and Captain America? Because we know that, you know, those characters got phased out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the real Marvel movie that everybody wants to see where you want to see Iron Man. You want to see Captain America. You want to see Hulk, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. I mean, to me, those are like the Marvel characters. Yeah. We'll have some version of that though. Those be, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie, Captain America and probably She-Hulk and, you know, yeah. To me, it evolves. I, I can appreciate that those characters are those characters now, but I really would love to have seen Tony Stark and Steve Rogers alongside with Peter Parker and the Fantastic Four and and the X Men. Mm-hmm. And to me, on that note, that's that's the real tragedy for me. Now, because I love Spider Man so much, and I. I thought I thought Far From Home was so much better than Spider-Man and uh, Homecoming. I was bought in to this universe. I'm looking forward to what they're going to do next. This news that, that just came out, I have no idea what they're going to do. Because, well, one thing that the people have liked, including myself, I've loved so much about it, is just how so tied into the MCU his origin is like literally he was plucked out of his apartment by Tony Stark to go fight Captain America at an airport in Germany and then Tony Tony builds him suits he has almost all of his suits are Tony Stark you know made right and Tony was his mentor Tony for all I think I said this on our other podcast that you know Tony for all intents and purposes is is the modern day Uncle Ben right he's he's their he's their mentor figure that they've been able to you know not have to retell that story with Uncle Ben that's where they fill Tony in at which I think is brilliant I I think that's pretty cool you know for what they were doing with the MCU my thing with with uh, Spider-Man going forward is, I mean, everybody's under the assumption that Tom Holland's coming back for two more movies under Sony. Right. So if that's the case, is it really that bad? Because we all know how things can happen. 
I'm here. I'm t- I'm at the I'm at the point where I'm okay with either outcome, whether Sony goes with Tom Holland and they continue that. And this is gonna suck, and a lot of people are gonna really are gonna hurt if this really does happen. But if they reboot it again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I that is a that's a very real concern because with what I was saying with it being so tied in the MCU, how do you have a Spider-Man movie now, a, a Spider-Man three that can't reference anything that happened in two because everything you know either involved Tony Stark or something you know to that effect, Nick Fury, so like the the bulk of his character development you know and the things that he he is built upon are going to have to just be ignored. Which, to play devil's advocate, even though I'm not a fan of this, with the way that Spider-Man 3 ended with him, you know, being outed and all that, one movie of him, you know, being you totally... Far, far From Home? Yeah. Okay, the end of Far From Home where he yeah. gets from Mysterio, right? Yeah, the cl- cliffhanger, mm-hmm. the biggest... Yeah. For this situation to happen, by the way, in the middle of this cliffhanger is is insane because, Jesus, that, yeah. just, things are so up in the air, but... To play devil's advocate, you know, if Spider-Man was like an underground, you know, away from everything, you know, have no MCU connection be- because they have to, but also it could work with the story because he's going to be hiding out from being outed and you know, he's going to have to not reach out to people, maybe. Right. Maybe. I don't know. That's one way they could take it or they could reboot it because it seems like it'd be pretty fucking hard to, to try to figure that out. I don't want to be that guy. Well, here's how I look at it is if Sony does go forward with Tom Holland as Spider-Man, does that mean that they can or can't use Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Keaton for those movies? Yeah. Because... I think probably yes. You think so? Yeah, because so they, they, it was yeah. a Sony production, right? They financed it. They, I'm, I'm sure Marvel Studios just, you know, guided them in the casting process because I heard a rumor that, that Marvel and Sony disagreed over who they wanted. Like, uh that maybe Sony was a Tom Holland pick and that Marvel wanted Asa Butterfield, possibly. Oh. That's something I've seen online. That's okay. just a rumor as far okay. as I know. Interesting. Who knows? But, but like, I'm... So it's a Sony movie. I think those... Sony was, is very involved in the process and, and probably hired, hired the actors themselves. Right. So it, it makes me curious what happens going forward. And, I mean, for publicity purposes, Sony said that they would continue with what... Kevin Feige started, mm-hmm. but what does that mean? Does that mean that they continue with Tom Holland or does that mean that, Oh, we're going to continue what you taught us, but we're going to do it in a different Avenue. And this is kind of like a situation that reminds me of Ben Affleck as Batman. When the news broke that he wasn't going to come back anymore, mm-hmm. but then you would hear Ben Affleck say, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Batman oh, for a year. Yeah. yeah, almost two years. Mm. And we all know that when Matt Reeves took on the, the Batman, that was actually, I don't know if you were aware of this, but that's actually when Ben Affleck was officially out. Mm. When he said goodbye to being the director, that was the same moment in time that he also said goodbye to being Batman. Which is, if that's true, then, you know, him saying, like, I would be a fucking it for, for Matt Reeves and stuff at Comic-Con, you know, months later is pretty weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's that, pretty. That, did, was that him? His idea to just really try to sell it, or was WB like here? We'll we'll finance your next movie, bro. Just go out there and just play it cool. Yeah. So who knows? But my my worry, and granted, too, I'm the type of person where, again, it sucks to say, but 
I'm okay if they reboot it. I, I really what am. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay if they reboot it, and I'm okay if Tom Holland stays, because as much as I I think the MCU Spider-Man is okay, it's... It, it's serviceable for me at the very at the very least. I know that's a very that might that's not a that's not a passionate term because I know there are a lot of people that just you know just love Tom Holland Spider Man. But for me, with Tom Holland Spider Man and and his movies, and I have a friend of mine who uh, worked on um, a lot of the uh, MCU uh, Spider Man movies. They, I mean, the, for the most part, they just use a lot of CGI. But what I what I can respect and appreciate about Sam Raimi is he used a lot of practical effects. Like there actually is a man swinging, mm-hmm. and and it feels real, you know. And that's a fair fair point. That's that scene of uh, Spider Man in, in Civil War when he grabs the shield, you know, at the beginning, and he stands up with the shield. Yeah, that that's never looked real to me. Yeah, I guess it's that's yeah, it's something that's bugged me a little bit. A few there's a few shots like that that you can totally tell. So. To me, that is that point about Spider-Man is pretty much my frustration with the entire MCU universe. It's too much CGI. Too much CGI, and I think that the CGI for the most part downgrades. Except like when it comes to Endgame, there are some things in there that look really good and revolutionary. I think, but what I like about the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man is, in my opinion, some of the special effects in those movies look better. Like. Mm. By a lot than the Tom Holland Spider Man. So for me, not the I, hot air balloon scene. Definitely. Not which which of which one the uh, um, Spider Man one. The hot air when, balloon. There's hot, hot air balloon or the blimps uh, like a parade. They're jumping on fucking. No. <laughs> with Macy Gray singing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, for me, it, and that that's back in 2002. And this is, and it's not just with the MCU Spider Man. It's more of just the special effects as a collective. Here's another example. I saw um, the behind the make behind the scenes making of uh, Top Gun with uh, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. They they shot actual planes, mm-hmm. okay, and it looks real. And mm-hmm. the shots are incredible. Like the actors are actually up in the sky mm-hmm. filming that. And when you see them, you know, in the in the cockpit, it's the, the you could feel that the stakes are high. When you look at Green Lantern in twenty eleven, it doesn't it doesn't feel right. You got a cartoon on his face. You got a cartoon on his face, but there's a there's one scene where Ryan Reynolds is as as Hal Jordan, and he's experimenting with the with the the plane and. It looks good for what it is, but it it doesn't look real. Mm. And it's not just with MCU Spider-Man that I have uh, beef with in terms of the uh, special effects. It's just Hollywood in general. Mm. Movies in the 80s and the 90s look so much better back then than they do today. And that's one of the things I would like to bring back in movies is just going back to practicality, going back to old school stunt work minimal cgi and the budget for top gun back then was like 15 million dollars mm. so do you, well what makes you think that sony is going to go the practical route if, if they reboot spider-man you know, it, it, is it, anything to learn mm. from kevin and marvel studios it's probably to use lots of cgi probably i think it depends on 
who they hire as the director. Now, mm-hmm. this was an idea. It probably won't be Sam Raimi, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. It won't come back. Somebody said this to me, and this was interesting. And uh, now this is not an outcome that I would want. And I know a lot of people would lose their shit if this were to happen. And I, I know you'll probably lose your shit in a, in a bad way with this uh, statement I'm about to say. But somebody <laughs> said this on Twitter a few days ago, and they said, what do you think of the idea of Zack Snyder directing Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any way if he's a smart man to touch that. All the PR issues he's had. I always thought you were going to say Lord and Miller. That's something I'd actually be, mm. be pretty interested okay, in. So, okay, so... They have a TV deal with Sony right now to what? make Spider-Man shows. Now, let's say they take that deal and, and they say, okay, we're going to reboot Spider-Man, but we're going to have you direct it. Would you have a... Would, Me? Yeah, what would you think about I'll that? I'd be like, fuck you, give it back to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going. I, I I am too principled, folks. They won't buy me. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be good. Uh, with with Zack Snyder though, he's he's a, a mean, gamble. Visually, it could be pretty damn cool. I could so see him do like Some Todd McFarlane Spider Man. Mm. Like if he did a Todd McFarlane Todd McFarlane Spider Man, but uh, whether he does something good with the story or not, that's where I'm a little concerned. But it would be something that I would that if I had access to see multiple like parallel universes and I could see, OK, I want to see a universe where Zack Snyder uh, reboots Spider-Man. I want to see what that looks like. I would totally see that. Hopefully that's what heaven's like is that you can just go wild <laughs> with all those types of things. And then you can just, you know, just do that for eternity because I could do that for eternity. Oh, like what, what if what if Batman has sex with Catwoman on that rooftop, you know? Yeah. What if Batman had sex with the Joker on that, on that rooftop? Going back to Batman, you know, the, the thing that's funny about that is when I saw the first Batman movie, and I had, granted, I hadn't seen it in a, in a long time, but just... 89? Hmm? 89? 89, yeah, Batman 89. Just knowing from seeing that movie that Bruce Wayne got laid with Vicky Vale makes me a very happy man. <laughs> I saw that in the yeah. theater recently and I saw Bruce Wayne in bed with Vicky Bell and I was, and I was, I was literally in a state of, wow, <laughs> Bruce Wayne got laid. Awesome. And then I had to think about it and say, wait, when was the last time Bruce Wayne got laid? And Affleck I mean, fucked. Who? He woke up. There's a scene. Uh, he wakes up at, in his bed, and there's a chick, a uh, nameless chick. She's, oh, she's turned over. He gets up. Okay, and he takes oh, that's pills right. With his wine, and he walks down <laughs> to read to read the news with Alfred. Yeah, I want to see superheroes. I want to see superheroes get get laid. Mm. And I feel like we don't see see that. We could have seen fucking awkward teenage sex if we'd hold on to Tom Holland and him and MJ. <laughs> that is something we we definitely have never seen in a Spider-Man movie or a superhero oh, movie for that oh, matter. Oh. With like out, 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 out. Uh, wow, that's it. Well, uh, <laughs> and, and that goes back to the whole like with the whole Tom Holland thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool that he's a teenager, he's cool that he's growing up. But I'm at the point because I'm 30 years old, I just want to see Spider Man do like adult stuff. Can I can I read you the alleged? Final deal that Disney put on the table. Sure, tell me, tell me what you think about okay. this. New Spider-Man deal rumored to include seven movies. It's a a six-picture deal with Tom Holland, option for a seventh. There are three more Spider-Man films after Spider-Man Three, so a new trilogy. 
The second trilogy focuses on Peter Parker's college years, including plans for Peter to meet up and team with Firestar and Iceman of the X-Men. Um, kind of like Spider-Man and his amazing friends, like yeah. in the 70s, kind of like that. Yeah. And the other two, three, the other three movies are two Avengers films in which Spider-Man will have a larger role. Like leading it. This is all. This is from a website called. Uh, this really made the rounds from the last like two forty eight hours. Like, this. Google it on YouTube. You'll go down the rabbit hole. But uh, so, uh, TVO from the Lords of the Long Box YouTube channel, and who has an insider source who has connections with Disney and Marvel, and that would have included like uh, that doesn't. That's separate from any speculation about finances. So it could have right. been. Uh, last I heard about that was uh, 25% that Disney wanted. Mm-hmm. And Sony was still like, ta-ta. Yeah, from what I understand, Disney was the one that broke the story to deadline. Mm. And yeah. people yeah. thought that was a power play. Definitely pissed a lot of people off really fast. I'm kind of kind of ashamed to say that I sent a nasty tweet at Sony, and I don't tweet very much. <laughs> I think and I saw know, that tweet. Ha- having, having more perspective now, I, pro- I understand both sides a lot better. But still, Sony, come on, man, come on. But if you were, but if you were Sony, though, oh, if I, I totally understand it from yeah. Sony's perspective. Yeah, okay. right. yeah, but they're also being a little nearsighted because they think this is this is the mistake that Hollywood continues to make over and over again. We're gonna do a shared universe, and we don't need Kevin Feige at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Name a shared universe that's going on right now that hasn't totally shit the bed. Maybe like Fast and the Furious, right? Like everything else, anytime they try to connect something and make it this grand big plan, things fall apart because they don't have the golden goose. And you, you know, whatever. If you think you can do it without Kevin, who is literally, you know, the the most powerful producer in Hollywood right now, then uh, good luck. I'll see you uh, in the next reboot. So let's say, let's say the deal doesn't go through, right? Let's say it doesn't go through, and Spider Man goes with Sony, right? Going forward with MCU. I'm going to put up that picture right now of the, the baby Spider-Man getting pulled away from the Avengers, being <laughs> friends. That's what you're going to see right now, folks. I'm going to tug at the heartstrings. I saw I saw that, and then I saw your capture. You're like, I hate you, Sony! <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, dude, it hurt, hurt my soul. What a soul-crushing thing yeah. happened in the middle of the week. I was just like... <laughs> So, so what do you think of the MCU going forward? Let's say, let's mm. say Spider-Man's out, okay? Iron Man, Tony Stark is out for all we know. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. Captain America is out. You got three of your biggest titans in the universe out. Where do you go? I mean, how yeah. much? How, how excited are you for it? Because, I mean, going well, forward. I'm still excited because I, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, like Thor 4. Okay. I'm, I'm super into that. I'm... Um, I'm curious about that i i know a lot of people are a little bit upset about female thor I'm, yeah i'm all right with it it's really boils down to the director you know taika ytv after after ragnarok he can literally do whatever he wants with thor and i'll be like i'm i'm, I'm, I'm in because i thought that was a great great re- reinvigoration for thor but there's also the guardians um but you're right there's a there's a there's a gap in the in the earth the heroes right. who's going to step up and it seems like they really have been setting up iron man to be this new tony stark central figure literally yeah. like the leader of the avengers so we still have a captain america out there um would they bump him up to a lister status i mean who's to say they wouldn't you got you got new Captain America with the Falcon Falcon America, Doctor Strange and Black Panther is probably the most notable human uh, 
Earthly Avengers right now. Yeah. So you know maybe maybe they they do that do that or they throw in Reed Richards here in the next three years and then that's the you know even not even more another Titan. I am curious of the Fantastic Four under Marvel. Yeah. Now that uh, you know it was always theorized that the Avengers Tower was going to be <clears throat> or dreamed that Avengers Tower would become the Oscorp building or something, but now mm-hmm. who's to say it won't become the Baxter building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just it, it, it's an interesting time right now. If if Spider-Man gets rebooted, um, I, I hope that they go back to practicality, and I, and I really do hope for like a better suit, like a suit that actually looks like it's real. I know that Tom Holland has a suit where he it like his suit how his design at least from the ones that are earlier they're specifically designed for visual effects you know and i get that but i want something a little bit more concrete like more crimson red i want more detailed like black webbing i want the todd mcfarland spider-man that's what i want just edgy bloody like like vibrant in a in a mute world, mm. that makes any sense. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They, you know, Sony's a little. They were okay with pushing a little bit of edge and venom. So. Yeah, and I think, and that's why I'm. That's why I, that's one other reason why I'm pro Sony in that aspect because I know that with Sony, that probability is is a lot higher as opposed to Disney. It probably it probably wouldn't happen for another ten years, or it might not even never happen. I don't know. I mean, we got Doctor Strange 2 is going to be the first Marvel horror movie. Right. Supposedly. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's them stepping, stepping that game up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. I think what's really going to be defining with Marvel is how they cast the X-Men. Now, from what I understand, which I totally understand if it's the first movie, they're, gonna, they're just going to call it the Mutants. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you with this. What if they only call it the Mutants? And never call it X Men. And never call it for the X-Men. rest of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, from from a from an IP perspective, it's a little that's a double edged sword. I could see I could be okay with them doing it initially, um, because they obviously they need to distance their new movies away from it. I think Fox has done. It's right. a new version. It's a right. new branding, and mm-hmm. I honestly be really surprised if they used it like half of the same team that's been in most of the movies. I think Kevin is so loves X-Men so much and has always said you know there's so many characters that I think he's gonna he's gonna really shake it up right um, to start off with so um, but X-Men then again is one of the most recognizable IPs it's it's not you know it's not the very top but as far as movies go like people know the X-Men movies like those some of them are critically acclaimed great great films and helped up usher in the superhero era to begin with so I think I would I would be down for them initially going like that, uh, you know, generic mutants and bring people back in and you know reinvigorate them to a new audience and then, like at some point, then they form the X Men. Yeah, what I understand, and this is a, a, a it's a complete rumor, but mm-hmm. for shits and giggles, I'll just throw this out there. I was down for S's and G's. <laughs> from what from what I've been hearing, they're gonna try to deviate away from the term x-men because it has the word men in it x-person yeah (laughs) so so to me i totally understand exactly what you said if they deviate from Mm x-men 
because of Dark Phoenix and they want to yeah. separate themselves. And if they start out with that initially, but if they don't ever call the X-Men, that will fucking suck balls, bro. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll, Gotta uh, lean into that. Yeah. I'll have a lot of issue with that. I wonder how they're going to like, when they eventually do bring them in, like how, how do they tie in like Charles and uh, Magneto? Cause you know, they're kind of, are they going to start with them young and build that way and go like, you know, us have to wait, wait 30 years for them to nah. get to the, uh, the see, actual X-Men? See, or? What, what I would like to see, and, and I totally get it with casting somebody young like Tom Holland or if they decided to cast somebody young for Professor X. I just want to see Tom Holland grow up like Harry Potter. Yeah, well, that's fair. I empathize with you on that, man. <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm. It's like one uh, in the next movie. We're like, oh, he, he's got a whisker. He's yeah. got a whisker. <laughs> I, I just want, I just want to see Uncle Ben be a reference, and I get the whole thing with Tony Stark. I think it's a beautiful relationship with Tony Stark and Peter Parker. But what makes Spider Man Spider Man is Uncle Ben. You have no Uncle Ben, and you have no Spider Man. To me. That's why, like, as a character, like cast, like, and like, but, but how long has Uncle been around? Like, he's usually, I mean, he's a, he's a first act with the story at most kind of character. Yeah. So, like, if if it's never said that with great power is comes great responsibility, if that's never said, mm-hmm. it's not Spider Man because that's part of Spider Man's character, mm-hmm. you know, and. <sighs> that's what I want to see reference. And that's what I was looking for in The Amazing Spider-Man. I was waiting for Martin Sheen to, uh, to say, with great power comes great mm. responsibility. Was it in a, in a deleted scene, or was it just never happened? Am I misremembering this, that there's a phone call with uh, Andrew Garfield and this Amazing Spider-Man 2, and he like listens to the phone call, and he hears the, the with great power? I, that, I didn't I hear I that. Thought, I think I just made that up right now. So that would have been great. But that's... That's what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And I think that phrase alone just raises the morale about Spider-Man. And he always goes back to that. Even in the Spider-Man cartoons, how, that is said so many times. He always goes back to remembering about his Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. And and he, he goes back to that moment reflecting and regretting about not being there to stop that guy. And that's when... Well. That that bedroom scene where he's sitting there, he kind of he alludes to that, you know, when you, and, when you, uh, when you can't help people and you no know, in uh, homecoming. Oh, when, homecoming. When you, when you can't, no, no, not homecoming. Civil War, the very Civil first War. Uh, okay. Spider-Man. When you you know when you can't help people, and, and you choose not to, and then and then bad things happen. You know that's why he you know when he's telling Tony why he does this thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it seems like if Uncle Ben's the entire first act, then. Uh, homecoming just chipped off like 10 minutes off the first day yeah it doesn't even have to be like a 10 minute scene it could just be it could be two three minutes where you see tom hall and peter parker and he reflects and he says you know i i really understand the depth of this job because i see how much power is involved Mm. and it really goes back to what my uncle once said that with great power comes great responsibility and if you just said that you're in that's Dude, it what if that's his fucking avengers team-up speech in, in the next avengers movie if he stays like you know it could be t- come around, gather around guys we're getting ready to go out let me tell you something my uncle used to tell me and then boom see that's brilliant Drop see that shit that's why that's what would have made him the leader we would never get out of out of a, a spider-man by himself yeah to see spider-man give a speech that's that's beautiful 
Come on. You hear me, Disney? <laughs> I just wrote a beautiful scene for you. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it so. As Professor Xavier would say in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, I would I would like to see a Professor X that's about forty years old. Mm. Forty to forty five. Doesn't have to be young. To me, if you if he's got to be bald though. Oh yeah, he's got to be bald. One hundred percent, he's got to be bald. None of this James McAvoy pussyfooting around, shaping his head. <laughs> Professor X is bald, guys. Yeah, if he if he goes back to um, if they go back to like a middle aged Professor X, then. That I'm okay. Oh, but what I was what I was getting to with that was like you know their whole upbringing, their childhoods, their whole backstories is very tied into the fact they grew up with the powers and learned learning to deal with them, you know, like Magneto and the concentration camp and all that stuff. So like how in a world where the mutants didn't exist until the snap or whatever, how they decide to do it? Like how do you bring those characters into the universe without you know? You can't explain that backstory of them having powers if they, unless you know they they will reveal that they've had powers the whole time that they've been hiding out or something. Yeah. But you know what? Also, there's been people with superpowers going around the world. You know, in all these MCU movies, and we never encountered a mutant before. I don't know. Like, are they going to retcon them in? You think, or you think they're going to be a created thing? Because if you retcon them in, you can have those backstories for Xavier and uh, Xavier and uh, Magneto. Um, and all the gravitas that comes with that, you know, why they're so respected and all that. But otherwise, they're, 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 just, they're blipped into existence. Like, they just wake up one day and have these powers. Like, Xavier hasn't been spending his life learning how to, you know, the, grasping the power, the magnitude of his powers, you know, that he can literally destroy the world if he wanted to with his mind. Yeah. Um, God, X-Men is some deep shit. Yeah, it's it's an amazing property. And if and if uh, Disney really feels the, the weight of losing Spider-Man... The best, the absolute best way that they can make X Men, if they legitimately make it look like the X Men cartoons of the '90s, you're gonna win everybody. You, like X Men, is that property where if you do it like that, you you can win everybody. You can win. Doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, what your sexuality is. X Men has that. That uh, what's it, it just has that pull that's universal. Yeah, it's a story about <laughs> outsiders, and you know who can't get a you know resonate with that exactly um, at its core. Yeah, that's so. I'm so, looking forward to it. Yeah, and there's also really really fun X Men, uh, you know, Avengers, and all those connections to be made. You know, Storm and Black Panther, for yeah. instance. You know, um, but back to Ben Parker. No, not Ben Parker. Yeah, Ben Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah. Who would you cast as an MCU Uncle Ben? Because, you know, he's got to be hot enough to be banging Marissa Tomei. I, I have tossed and turned over this. What? Who is Uncle Ben? Is it Brad Pitt? Who is, Brad, who is Uncle Ben? Hmm. Does he have to be Brad Pitt? What if he's some old guy that's got game and he just gets with Marissa Tomei? Aunt May's a gold digger? Aunt May is so... Go- Marissa Tomei is gorgeous in that. I mean, she's like pushing what fifty, or is yeah. she is fifty, right? Oh, wow! So the wrestlers in the MCU. So you know, after after uh, Mickey Rourke dies in the wrestler, you know, she's a stripper and made you know marries Ben Parker, <laughs> and they and they adopt Peter. You know, it's interesting. For a split moment, I totally saw Mickey Rourke as Uncle Ben. Oh uh, well, he's Whiplash. Yeah, it would have to be pre uh, oh, pre right. plastic surgery, Mickey. Yeah, because he has probably. that voice. Because uh, as you could say he has that face. He the, does. the the actor who played Uncle Ben 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like this, the perfect casting. The what way actor? Uh, I think it's Cliff Robertson, the guy who played Uncle Ben in the very first. In the Ramies. In the Ramies, mm-hmm. when he just says, "With great power comes great responsibility." Remember that, Pete. And then you just see Spider-Man. Wow. Just... <laughs> Trying to make me cry. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much, bro. Mm. Oh, I love Spider-Man so much. Yeah, if they if they go, what I would want to do is, uh, let's say, if I was producing Spider-Man, I would I would definitely go the McFarlane route, and then integrate some of the uh, the animated series. I would mesh those two worlds together, and that's the thing with with these franchises because you know they're bigger than themselves there's always somebody's interpretation that gets made and that that inspires somebody to make their interpretation like with Zack Snyder with The Dark Knight Returns with BVS you know and I know what I just referenced that would be something that I would make because that's from my interpretation but there's been so much other Spider-Man stuff that happened after that like the MTV Spider-Man yeah. yeah, I used to watch that. Yeah, I used to that pretty it, was cool. pre- it was pretty cool. Yeah, for what it was, Neil Patrick Harris was was uh, Peter Parker, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, do you think Spider Man's in Venom too? Venom okay. two, which is now okay. since since we talked about it, hired Andy Serkis as the director, right. which is a very interesting move. And also, you know, so we got a movie coming up starring Tom Hardy and uh, Woody Harrelson, directed by Andy Serkis. Sony On has, paper, that's yeah. how kind of good yeah how how is sony gonna mess it up well here's i mean sony spider-man that's how they're gonna mess it up that's one way to ask it i almost want to i almost want to see the question be asked how could sony make it work yeah, that's 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 the that's the positive way. That's the glass half that's full way that, to, yeah. to go about going through. I so think, yeah, it's Tiger Away. I think better. I think if they do it right now, the ball's in their court where they can do whatever the fuck they want. Now here's if they reboot Spider Man Man dude, Sony's got so much they got that's gonna that in itself is gonna be such a, a, a tidal wave to to surf. Uh, if they if they announce that they reboot Spider Man, the vitriol that they're gonna get, bro, will be it'll be a great reckoning. Okay, you know what? Here's how they'll fuck. This is how they can fuck it up. This is where this is the route that I would not go. Okay, mm-hmm. since since actually I like that question. It's much easier to think about what they're gonna do. Wrong. Here's what I think they could how they could fuck it up. They could, let's say they scrap Tom Holland, right? Mm-hmm. Scrap Tom Holland, and. They make the Morbius movie, mm-hmm. and then they make Venom two. Morbius is just we're just the Joker and Suicide Squad. Yeah, Let's pretend it. Imagine Morbius for a second. He's got he's got piercings everywhere. He fucking even jerks off on someone at some point. So that's 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 the Mo- Morbius they're getting. Yeah, that'll be the rumor that happened on set that Morbius jerked off on someone. <laughs> I I can see it if they if they let's say they cast their Spider Man. And you see Spider like they get their new Spider-Man and he makes a cameo in Morbius and Venom 2. To me, that would just be uh that's that's backwards for me. That'd just be backwards for me. I'm cool if Morbius Well what they could do, and I could see how this would work. I can see them uh making Morbius tied to Venom 2 and excluding they Spider-Man. They could do that. They could do tie the, it together. They could tie them together, 
And if, let's say, Morbius... Okay. Now, let's say Morbius, you know, shows up in Venom 2 with Eddie Brock, and then Morbius talks about, you know, shit going on with, you know, Peter Parker. And that would kind of be, like, our subtle introduction to Peter Parker, mm-hmm. whether that's Tom Holland or not. Uh, now, another thing that I read, too, which I've heard, and I think my friend... I had a friend of mine who told me this, too, who was in the business. He said that Tom Holland filmed a scene for Venom the very first Venom, but yeah. not as Spider-Man, but as Peter Parker. Mm. He did a cameo in I that. I never remember. So, ah, oh man, that, that just... Well, why would they cut it, do you think? As leverage with Marvel. Or I think that's what they tried to do. Mm. They filmed it. They're like, yeah, well, you know, let's let's do this. You know, uh, a tragedy, probably the greatest tragedy, is, you know, Mar- uh, Spider-Man... In particular, aside from Batman, probably has the most, the coolest rogues gallery of any mm-hmm. of any superhero. And Norman Osborn is a huge figure that, that could not only have you know huge ramifications for Spider-Man, but the world of in the MCU at at large. If if he were, were in it, you know, he's the one who's funding all the bad stuff that happens. He's the fucking. He even starts his own team of Avengers at some point, right? You know, uh, so there's just been missing out. On that great library of characters, and you know they got this Blade movie coming out. Morbius would be a cool foe to have against Blade. He's literally a vampire, um, the Lord of all vampires. It's just, it's it just sucks. You know, money aside, it, it just sucks that we are going to be deprived of some really you know innovative stories that we have never seen yeah. before for sure by this deal not working out between yeah. two studios. Like, I, why can't I, you just play nice? I can totally see. That let's say if the deal did go through, let's say they did it, I could totally see them trying to use Jared Leto with Blade. Jared Leto and Mahershala Ali That's starring a- in a superhero movie? Bro, that is... I'm not a Blade fan. Here's your Oscar. Yeah, I'm not a Blade fan, but just hearing that, Jared Leto, Mahershala Ali in Blade as Morbius and Blade, yes, that's amazing. Right? <sighs> so, uh, I don't know. You know, hopefully a week from now, we'll find out about, you know, them coming to terms. It's interesting, though, it, this really shows how dire the situation is, the fact that they had D23 this weekend, and, yeah. they, and they couldn't put it together, because to, surely they would have had something to announce. I mean, Tom Holland was hanging out with Robert Downey two days ago. They posted on Instagram. Yeah, and that was after um, the news broke, too. Yeah, withholding, you know, swapping Iron Man and Spider-Man yeah. figures, saying, Mr. Stark, we did it. What does that mean? Maybe, like, you know, people are interpreting it. Yeah, it's it's obviously something to get people talking, but people are interpreting it as they made the deal. Other people are saying, oh, well, this is, you know, our celebration of, you know, we had a great time together. I think if a deal was made, they would have announced it today. For sure. For sure. That would have yeah. been like a last-minute thing, and then that yeah. would have broke the internet again. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. See, no. I, until then, I mean, that, that sounds like a cool scoop, but until I hear the Hollywood Reporter or Variety report that it happened, then I'm not going to hold my breath. As far as mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already in the timeline where Sony does their thing with uh, with Tom Holland. That's something too. Tom Holland, it's not like he's 30 or 40 years old. He's still young. He's still 22. Like twenty two years old, you can mm-hmm. you can use them for another eight years. I know that's why you choose to grow up, yeah. surrounded by heroes. So, but I, but if it if it if it's as vicious as I think it, it it could be, and if it really gets dirty, I do if if you know because 
Disney was not being cool with Sony, you know, dropping it on deadline. They just weren't, they were bullying them. If it came down to the death and Sony really wanted to give them a bigger fuck you, you reboot that. You're like, no, fuck that. Your Spider-Man that you had with us, it's insignificant now. And we have our new Spider-Man and we have our Venom and we have Lord and Miller. Fuck you. But would they have a public perception on their side? Because... Marvel Cinematic Universe is universally loved. It is the one, is the shining example Mm -hmm. of the the universe, of the right way to make superhero movies, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, like, people are not going to be cool with that. Like, imagine how people were pissed off when we didn't get Spider-Man 4 and we got Amazing Spider-Man, right? Right. Multiply that times a billion. Now that he's been in, like, three or four billion plus dollar grossing movies. Well, here's here's how I look at it. Now, I do I can see Black Panther being successful going forward, regardless. The other franchises, by the way, yeah, yesterday. yeah, with the, possibly Namor as the uh, as the villain. villain. Yeah, with with that in mind, with um, with Black Panther being successful, I do, I am concerned for the other brands because it started with Tony Stark. You had Captain Marvel. And yeah, the other characters are cool that are underneath them, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange. But now I think we're really going to see what the weight of the MCU is without them. Can they sure. still produce a billion dollar movie without those characters, mm-hmm. without Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. And I think that they have that confidence on their side because it's like Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Uh, what else made a billion? I mean, they, all the. I, mean, oh. I will say, I, I wasn't. That's one movie that I, I, I liked, but I didn't think it was, like, great Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm not super jazzed about her character. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel a lot from her yet. So, I think we're going to see the weight of Captain Marvel and the rest of the MCU with um, because, it, because it's post-Endgame. Mm-hmm. I believe Captain Marvel was successful as it was because it was the precursor to Endgame. I believe Spider-Man Far From Home was even more successful than it was because it was the post-movie after Endgame. So now that Endgame is Literally, done... Tony Stark, I'm so sad he's gone, is the first time seen the trailer for Far From Home. Yeah. So now that all those characters are gone, what is the real weight of the MCU? Our, our audience is still going to be engaged and excited going forward mm-hmm. you know, can they still make a billion dollar I mean, now Black Panther 2 will it make a actually well, I w- will say and I think that Black Panther 2 will be successful and I also do think that, that that's going to be their avenue of how they introduce the X-Men they'll probably have Storm in there because I don't know if you're f- I mean, familiar with this in the comics but they do get together yeah. and the, uh, Lupita char- Lupita's character Lupita uh, Nyong'o's character she did, becomes a bad guy oh so that's what kind of has it going for it, where that makes me excited. It's like a, a love triangle soap opera. I'm a sucker for those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great way to. That's a male and female audience bringing them together. Yeah, yeah. But I, one thing I will say, I am happy that Sam Jackson uh, will at least with this going forward, he'll give Spider-Man his space to actually be. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I like I love Samuel L. Jackson. What I do think that the MCU characters need right now is their own character development. Their own so like I feel like their character development is so dependent on other characters. I just want to see them just by themselves. Like I, I want to see 
Tom Holland just be alone and not not having to be on the phone with us. What does Peter Parker think about Peter Parker? What does Peter Parker think about Peter Parker's life? What does Peter Parker think about his future, regardless of the opinions of everybody else? Because he's like a he's still a kid, which I get, but that's why I love Raimi Spider-Man movies, especially the second one. Because you just see that struggle and you see that character development and you see how he comes up short on his shortcomings. You know, you don't really see that too much with Tom Holland Spider-Man. You know, everything's kind of handed to him because he's the, what is it, the golden boy of Tony Stark. Yeah, you know, he, he fucks it up though in Far From Home. Yeah. He does some irresponsible shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, didn't, he forgot about the life advice from his uncle for sure on that one but but i love zendaya i think she is so gorgeous mm. what i love about zendaya's character as mj from far from home to it from um homecoming is because in homecoming she's this awkward girl you you're like you're kind of attracted to her mm. in a way and then in far from home you just see her as this blossoming flower just and you're just in awe with what you see. I was, I fell in love with Zendaya. And Sounds like it, oh, dude. Man, she's so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a shame to lose her. Imagine, like, they don't, all the ancillary characters theoretically don't have all these big deals locked in place. Like, I think Tom Holland, I've heard he's got one more movie contract. What if, you know, they have to recast everyone? Or what if Sony's like, we'll bring Tom Holland back, but no Ned? Or we'll forget about Ned. And, uh, that would, that would kind of suck. MJ. We'll go to Gwen Stacy now. MJ that, moved away. That's weird. That's just weird. Then at that, if you're going to do that, I don't yeah. even want it. I don't want I don't want it. That's just distorted. If you're going to pull moves like that, then just reboot the whole damn thing. Yeah. I don't want it. That's, I think that's what they're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, praying, praying for good news in the, in the next, in the next week. But, uh, that closes our Spider-Man conversation out, but I would like to to leave with one ultimate positive, amazing <laughs> thing. Sure. And that is the official announcement of the Obi-Wan Kenobi television series. My man. My man. Kenobi <laughs> is back. Yeah. Hello there. Yeah. He's around. Yeah. Filming starts next year. I... I'm so happy. You know, I've seen. Have you seen the meme? It's of a it's Thanos with the Soul Stone, and it's a uh, Spider-Man for Obi Wan, the Soul for a Soul. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, not a bad, not a bad compromise to make. That is the the shining spotlight in my at the end of my week. So excited to see where that will go. And they made they made an interesting point to note that uh, they they said specifically that it takes place like right after Solo. They made sure to mention Solo, so I they wonder. They still want to make money off of that movie. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. Imagine, imagine a situation where we got this this Obi One story happening, and then we got this like uh, crime syndicate mm. thing happening, and Obi One kind of you know gets involved with it somehow, and like maybe Han and Chewie make an appearance at some point, you know, bring back the Rogue One cast, or is or maybe it's just about Maul and uh, Kira. Um, if okay, if I think Darth, they really want to tie tie that up. Yeah, if Darth Maul. If Darth Maul comes back, then people will lose their shit. Dude. Because it's under that umbrella. Now, here's another thing that I'll say, too, because another uh, another thing that I saw on Twitter that was trending was Solo 2. Mm. Could be backdoor Solo 2. 
I can see them doing solo. I can see them doing solo too under Disney Plus. Like if they do like a movie with that, mm-hmm. I can see that being more grasped. They're releasing Lady of the Tramp, the movie, yeah. on Disney Plus. Just it's not even having a theatrical release, so that's interesting. Right? Yeah, or maybe saw, it is having. Do you a see the trailer for release. that? No, didn't check it out. I never seen that original. I'm not. I can know, see kids watching that. Dog movies. I'm not. It's not. It's it's, it's it's Marley and me made me cry then. Oh, okay. I've heard. It's good. I've heard from many it's that good. it's a good movie. Well, yeah. But seeing Obi Wan on screen again will also make me cry. I will be a sobbing, slobbery mess when I see him. In we should have, have all gray hairs and shit. We need to have an Obi Wan watch party. I'm totally down. Yes, sir. Yeah, we need to do that. Clone Wars is back in February. Yeah. Some more Obi-Wan on the way. You see the Mandalorian trailer? I saw that. Yeah, my friend worked on that. It's really good. Dude, it looks kind of brutal. He's the scene where he shoots the wire out and pulls the guy through the doorway as it's closing. Yeah. Dude, he's cut in half. Yeah, Carl Weathers is in it, which is awesome. Paula Creed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That scene of him... uh, and Schwarzenegger with it. <laughs> yeah. That's iconic. That's iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, lots to be excited about. Yeah, I'm excited um, for it for sure. It sucks when uh, you know when things work 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 out. Um, but the the great thing about being a geek in today's culture is that there's uh, so much to choose from, and you know, we'll move on to other things. It'll be cool because undoubtedly there's more cool shit happening. Yeah, I hope that they release Obi Wan. I know it's six episodes, but what would what would mm. be really cool. I would, you heard six episodes? I heard six episodes. Mm. If it's more, even better. But what I would hope that Disney would do, and I think this would be a great opportunity to maximize on this, but let's say you release each episode one day a week in theaters. Ooh. Because if the, if the quality is as good as the cinematic, mm-hmm. get, give, the, give it to the theater. Dude, everybody will go to the theater for that. Everybody. That would be a way you could, you, you could maximize on that. Yeah, you could do what Netflix does. You release, like, you know, six episodes in six days. Everybody goes to the theater every day. You know, at showtime starts at 7 o'clock all across. I mean, it would be sold out, bro. Definitely in L.A. That's something they, you know, they could put together. Absolutely. I'd be I'd be so down for it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, there's the news. Yeah. There's there's the news bit, folks. Uh, thanks for coming through, Dave. Yeah, my brother, appreciate it, man.